Hello, welcome to Rich Chains Let's Square Theatre Podcast. This week's guests are Trevor and Simon. Um, this is the introduction to the introduction. There's another introduction coming up. I just want to tell you that we're doing a Kickstarter campaign for my new DVD, which I'm recording at the Queen Elizabeth Hall in London on May the 4th. If you want to get tickets to come and see that, please head to richchain.com slash gigs. Um, but if you want to own a copy, which is a very much a limited edition copy, we're only printing for a thousand, and it's a luxury four disc set with oh fuck I'm 40 and oh frig I'm 50 eventually uh, in it. Uh, plus loads of brilliant other extras. Go to gofasterstrike.com slash kickstarter and you'll be able to see what is on offer. Also, uh, it's International Women's Day this week and uh, that means I will be on Twitter telling men when International Men's Day is. This week, this year we are doing a sort of official sponsorship with Refuge, uh, which uh, helps uh, women who've been in violent relationships and children uh, and, uh, and I think men as well, actually. But... Um, if you would like to donate to that, that would be fantastic. Go to justgiving.com slash November 19th. Uh, that's 19th. Uh, or just check my website or my Twitter feed and you'll be able to see the links in there if you would like to donate some money and help me through the marathon struggle of telling men about something they would find out about if they just Googled it. Anyway, let's sit back and listen to the introduction to Rich Hang's Less Square Theatre podcast. Hello and welcome to another Rich Chains Let's Square Theatre podcast. My guests this week are Trevor and Simon. Beat that, it's impossible to beat. Uh, I am currently on tour. Why do you not come and see me? On the 8th of March, I will be on Twitter telling you that November the 19th is International Men's Day. Uh, and on the 9th of March, I am somewhere else. Where am I? Somewhere exciting. Swindon. Yeah, nothing could be more exciting than that. There's loads more gigs coming up after that. Uh, check out richtang.com slash gigs or richtang.com slash ofrig slash tour and come and see me. And Or if you want to, why not head to gofaststripe.com and buy a copy of Emergency Questions or Christmas Emergency Questions. Why not get in early? Because Christmas is coming, my friends. It's surely... As that train with Father Christmas on it and some Coca-Cola is coming, Christmas is coming. So make the most of it. All right, let's sit back and enjoy Rich Taylor's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who thought he didn't need a belt today. And he was wrong. He does need a belt today. It's Richard Harris! <laughs> Uh, welcome uh, to uh, Richard's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Um, I was um, <laughs> I was in uh, Castle Grayskull uh, the other day. I was talking to whatever he man's cat is called. What's that cat called? Too young, isn't it? Battle cat. That's when he's changed. Uh, <laughs> Cringer, that's why I, I was thinking of swiping, oh, swiping, that's what, because I've got confused with Dora the Explorer. It's, uh, the problem with me is my, my knowledge of children's television spans many decades, as we're about to find out today. Anyway, uh, Cringer. <laughs> and I've only got, I only came by that because I have a routine about Skeletor coming up. Uh, <laughs> He calls it Rehalastabag. He's scared. Uh, so, yeah, we've, uh, as we're recording this, uh, Valentine's Day has just gone by, um, uh, which means St. Skeletor's Day has also gone by. That's why I thought I was thinking of Castle Grayskull. Uh, you may know if you follow my work that um, on my, the first Valentine's Day I share with my wife, 11 Valentine's Days 
ago. Uh, I bought her a single Ferrero Rocher chocolate uh, so she could build a Ferrero Rocher pyramid. But then foolishly, I kind of doubled that year by year. Uh, so this year, uh, I, I was down to buy my wife 1,024 Ferrero Rocher chocolates. <laughs> but my wife now hates Ferrero Rocher chocolates <laughs> as a direct result of what I've done. Doesn't I never wants to see another one again? Because A, I buy them for every Valentine's Day and also everyone thinks she really likes them so that she gets them as loads of presents. She never really liked them. And then I managed to find a video online of, of like maggots hatching in some Ferrero Rochers. And I've managed, sort of like a bit like uh, Clockwork Orange. I've managed to put her off, so I'm, I'm, I'm off the hook, which is lucky. No, I never, I never predicted that. Uh, and uh, yeah, Saint, Skele Saint Skeletor's Day uh, is the day. And uh, this is quite interesting. Saint, I invented Saint Skeletor's Day. It's the day for the uh, the opposite of love. It's the for the destruction of love. The fifteenth of February, uh, and I invented that. But it's actually now on Twitter. You'll go on there, and people are talking about it, and they don't know who started it. So I think, I think it could be the comic creation I've made that will last the longest. <laughs> that like in a hundred years time, people will have forgotten who Skeletor was and won't know that I originated the day, but will still be celebrating St. Skeletor's Day, which is very exciting. And if you are on Twitter um, and it's St. Skeletor's Day and you want to know the correct joke you should be making to me on that day, it is of course, when's International He-Man's Day? That is, so that is the... Um, <laughs> No one's got it, but that is the correct joke to do to me. You want to make the twist joke. Because that's, this uh, episode is going out first on the 7th of March, uh, which is the day before International Women's Day, where I have a very busy day. I've deliberately not put a gig in this year. Because uh, I have a lot of... I have to go on Twitter, if you don't know, and, and I search for men, usually, asking when's International Men's Day. I also have to search for when's International Man's Day and all the different apostrophes that you can possibly get within that. And National Men's Day, National Men's Day. It takes me all day and I respond to each of them, it's November the 19th, which it is. I think we may talk about this uh, a little bit more. So uh, I'm hoping to do it this year. And, uh, and if you enjoy me doing this on Twitter this year, will you, uh, we're going to set up a page uh, to where you can sponsor me for doing it this year. Uh, and, and all money will go to Refuge, which would be quite nice. Because, you know, it'd be nice to turn some idiot men's actions into hard, cold cash for a fantastic cause. Uh, so do look out for that. Uh, but anyway, uh, I promised that I would write uh, opening monologues, didn't I, last week, if you are here last week and the week before. Uh, and uh, couldn't be bothered. So uh, I, tried, I tried to do it last week and then my, I had it on my phone and my phone, it crashed so I couldn't even read it out. It was a shame, it was, I'd written a really good one. But, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions you make in February don't always work out. So uh, let's crack on, Richard. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I was going to talk about Andy from Andy's Dinosaur Adventures. Maybe I'll leave that till next week. Um, he's a cunt. So uh, that's, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. Our guests uh, this week. I've got two guests this week, and they're probably best known from their sixty-second appearance on Comedy Rush at the Shaftesbury Theatre. That's why we're all here to see them re recreate those sixty seconds. Will you please welcome Trevor and Simon, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Thank you very much for coming. Oh. Welcome to the show. You're my, you're my favourite 90s double act. Uh, so, uh, Thank you. Who are still working together. So it's... Uh, <laughs> you know, when, when we were standing back there, Trev yeah. just said, you were doing your stuff, and Trev said to me, 
we're a bit like E-Man and Skeletor. <laughs> and I, in my only, head. The only, yeah, but the only reason to say that is if you think you're like E-Man. No one <laughs> know, says it thinking they're like Skeletor. I don't, do I think they? I'm like, I'd rather yeah. be Skeletor. He's more fun, isn't he? He is more fun. Yeah, but he's also a withered skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well. didn't like to say anything. It's like, a bit like two Skeletors is your double X. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and that makes it even worse because no. He-Man was the funny one. <laughs> oh, Skeletor was funny. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'd, I'd like to be Skeletor if I could lose the weight. So um, <laughs> maybe one day I'll be a skeleton. Let's all let's all hope for that. Do you remember your appearance on sixties on uh, Comedy Rush, which I think was yeah yeah. yeah, what, yeah. what did you do in your sixty seconds that you had? We did. Uh, oh, the, now the thing is, we had something worked out that lasted 60 seconds, obviously. But yeah. also, the microphones broke. Okay. So during our 60 seconds, it just didn't work. Because it, it relied on you saying, I can't, I was no, dressed as magic, Moon Monkey. You did a magic trick. No, it was the, the egg, magic trick. As Moon Monkey. I, was, I, remember, <laughs> I remember, sorry, and anyone who, Moon Monkey yeah. was like a creation of ours, and it was basically, uh, <laughs> What's it, the moon it was me in a Lycra one-piece bodysuit. I used to have, when, when I was skeletal, yeah. when I was really skinny on Saturday morning TV, and then I wore it as a big fat man on this 60 seconds thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but yeah. it's but it's good that you mentioned You've that probably, suit because we can all think of you in that suit yeah. again now. You probably blank that out by the sound. I've of got it on underneath. But we <laughs> now you sit in the right order, don't you? That's what you were talking about because backstage when we did our backstage interview, you sat the wrong way around. Yeah, no, we because are because yeah. you're so. I mean, even more than Ant and Deck, you're so much Trevor and Simon <laughs> that if you weren't sitting in the right order. I might find it difficult to remember who was who. I, I, well, we I, the reason we sit in this order <laughs> is years and years back, we were on a, a TV show that Jonathan Ross hosted called It's Only TV, But I Like It. Right. It was a, a quiz show. And one of the team captains was Julian Clary. And the, who was the other team captain? I can't remember now. I don't remember. Jack, Jack Dean. Dean. And um, Julian Clary did this whole thing of going like, just dismissively going like, oh, I don't know which is which. And it really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> Not years. that he bears a grudge. Oh, I hold a grudge. And, yeah. No, but yeah, we've just always sat... I mean, Morgan and Wise did it. Abbott yeah. and Costello did it. Everyone did it. You did it. Yeah. We were, you know, Lee and well, you had. We didn't do it for, to be right in terms of the name, but we did have our... So it did turn out to be that. Yeah, way. it happened instinctively. Yeah, yeah but we, we could... We sort of do it so we can remember who we are as yeah. well. <laughs> We did a show once, a Saturday show. It was a pilot. It never got to be a series. And it, it had Trevor and Simon at the back. Yeah. And some reviewers said, that's because they can't fucking remember who they are. I think that, which was a it, nice that was, it was, nice. I'd like to hold a grudge. I can tell you who it was. <laughs> <laughs> there was me trying to be discreet. Oh, no. There was Victor Lewis Smith. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know. And, and yeah, he job. said, yeah, yeah, a double, act, a double act too stupid to remember what they're called or something like that. He also used the line of, um, oh, a double act with two straight men, which yeah. is... Well, he was a double act with just one person. He, tried to have, he had two names, didn't he? So <laughs> a triple act. He wrote a bad review of us as well, so he obviously had no taste. It, it was his thing. No yeah. taste. I, quite liked, I, quite like his, I liked his little foray into TV. Yeah. What happened to him? Uh, I wonder what happened to him. He just sat and got bitter at home. Um, <laughs> it's fair enough. Um, what I, I've been watching you, you know, through from your garden. No, I've been watching you <laughs> on YouTube today a lot to remind because we you know it's I, it's weird. I shouldn't have been watching uh, you when you, you were on TV because I was like 20 
Oh, I thought you meant today. You no, be. I should today. I should be because I mean, it's only polite. But uh, when you, when you're originally on, I do. You know, I did watch going live and live and kicking pretty much every week in my early twenties. That's a bit tragic. You crazy it? fool. Well, it was. Uh, it, it's not for me to say. <laughs> it was just. A, yeah. I mean, I mean, we never. I think because it was on on a Saturday anyway. It, we never kind of thought of it. It was just TV. I mean, yeah. I know it was kids TV, but we never other than there being the obvious parameters of what you can't do, you know, we kind of just tried to do what we thought was funny. Yeah. So I don't think it was trying to be... I mean, you know, you most probably, when you did Richard with Not Judy, you most probably found there were constraints put on you, even on a Sunday afternoon. And they didn't or know we were really on. <laughs> no one really noticed we were on, so we did, because it's actually 20 years almost... Someone did an article because it's 20 years since we started doing this morning with John Judy and 19 years since we stopped doing it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we actually, looking back, you know, we did get away with a lot of filth. Yes. And I think we said, I mean, Kevin Nelson said twat one week, but I think we didn't realise twat was that rude. Oh, well, we never said twat. Uh, we didn't, and we I didn't did go lots on TV about, drinking animals' milk no, from didn't their do that. teats. Or saying they're all howler monkeys by the time I'm finished with them. <laughs> that was my... So we didn't really pay much attention, which is probably why we didn't last as long as you did on the television. But what I quite like about it, you, they're all very funny sketches, but you kind of are always just you with a wig on. It's, it's, What's wrong they're, with all, that? they're all different characters. There's nothing wrong with it. I love it. It's true. But it there's, true. there's like, what I like is there's not really even any attempt to differentiate any well, of the characters oh, what are you going to say we just use the same catchphrase over and over and over now <laughs> please oh, you know we both we thought we were actors you know um, no but we was, would we, we would create a character through going we go to the we BBC would create Wardo. a character that yeah, shut up <laughs> We, we'd, honestly, go, we'd go to the BBC wardrobe, we'd root around, we'd find some costumes that made us laugh, we'd go to the wig department, we'd find some wigs that made us laugh, usually with David Jason's name stitched in the back. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. It's true. Oh, it was fantastic. In the old days, the BBC did have this place, it was like the, a whole floor of this tower block in Acton, and it was just packed with, yeah. with like, brilliant cardigans. And, uh, and <laughs> oh, no, it was No, fantastic. it's true. There's a cardigan. I've got a cardigan that I wore as the Singing Corner character, that someone on Twitter found a photo of the guy from, what's the name of the actor who plays the butler in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Hmm? Yeah, so Joseph Marcel. They found a photo of him wearing the singing corner cardigan in an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Fantastic! It is good. I, we, yeah. we got the they sold that place off just after we'd done Fist yeah. of Fun. I think ridiculously, but I used to. The only wigs that would fit me belong to Alexi Sale because I've got a very big head, and so is he. <laughs> so those I, I would I'd have been a bit flummoxed if I'd have been doing the, exactly what you were doing. Um, but were you? I mean, I, I think with it's interesting with this morning because um, I was thinking I've been talking a little bit about it when I've been doing these uh, interviews about it but I was very kind of influenced by Tiswas and the Banana Splits and things like that oh, yeah. did, did you grow up when you were your sort of same generation Banana so Splits you, definitely I, yeah. as soon as we got the job on Saturday morning I hoped we'd get a buggy to drive around in <laughs> and in fact a lot of the time we did try different things to kind of ride I, around on But I was going to say no you're right because I don't think Tiswas particularly influenced us but I think because um, we were kind of and this came, this sort of went with a kind of, we used to think we were alternative comedy, you know, yeah. and we were kind of anti-Gunge. Gunge seemed a bit, yeah. you know, rubbish. Um, but we, what we did do with the, there was two characters we did who were 
it's wigs again. <laughs> we, had, we had these perfect blonde wigs. We were based on the kids from um, Village of the Damned, you know, the film yeah, yeah. Village of the Damned. We had these perfect blonde wigs, and we were in a submarine, and the submarine door opens, and we're sat inside the submarine, and we go, want a nut? And then the other one goes, well, I go, want oh, a nut? Yeah. Uh, yes, please. And then we open one of the, you know those, you know those tins of nuts where a snake jumps out? Yeah. <laughs> We'd open that, that would make us laugh, and then we'd go all somber, and then the door shut on us. And, and we'd, sit, we'd sit a bit like this, though, didn't we? So it was, yeah, we kind yeah, of yeah, did yeah. a bit of acting. Yeah, yeah. we did acting! Yeah. We were acting! I can still remember that line, yes, please. That's act, that is acting! He's got no wig Where's on. Where's Trevor gone? Trev, oh, take, take your hat off, take your hat oh, off. There he is. <laughs> no wig! Use your microphone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think it's the wigs that did this, you know. That's what we were told at the time. Oh, if you keep wearing wigs, you won't have any hair. So why has Richard got <laughs> such a fine head of hair? Because uh, he was wearing Alexi sails. So there's a bit of room to breathe in there. That's so big. <laughs> and now I'm told, well, don't wear a hat all the time because you'll never get any hair. But I'm never going to get any hair back, am I? <laughs> Although I do have an idea, actually. I'm thinking of going to, uh, to do a documentary yeah. about me going to Turkey to have a hair transplant. Okay. Because you can get it done over there now for 1,500 quid. Okay. Which is sort of more in the realms of, it's not kind of Wayne Rooney sort of territory anymore. No, it's okay. Can so you... I might do that, but it means I've got to cry and do all that, and I don't know whether I can... Um, but I don't, know, do you, I, don't, do you, I don't know if it's a good idea or not, really. Just buy a wig. Okay. I'll like stick the, with the hats. But anyway, to finish this off, because it did have a Sorry. beginning, that was based on um, the Tarara Bumdi twins. Okay. So you know, in um, uh, what was we talked about? Banana splits. Banana splits. <laughs> there so the old age, terrible. Back in Banana the room. splits. They'd open the door, and there'd be two uh, girls with banjos or something oh, singing yes, "Tarara yeah. Bumdie, Tarara Bumdie," and that was what we. That's why we, we wanted to do our version of that. There you go. It's but like the also, twins in The Shining. Yeah. Though the banana splits, I think they had a moment as well where everything used to go crazy as yeah, well. And, and we did a thing on, on going live, or live and kicking, I think it was, called Let's Go Bonkers. We, yeah. did, we did two versions of it, because one season... Season? <laughs> we, did, we, did hey, Let's yeah. go, we did Let's Go Bonkers, and we also did Let's Go Nuts. Yeah. Uh, that was, that's how varied we were. <laughs> we had to really fight to call this section Let's Go Nuts, because, uh, because that, they were very strict on things. And, and it was... Um, yeah, and, and there were people who didn't like the, the phrase nuts because it, it, it sort of, it, you know, it was making fun of mental health issues. Oh, really? Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought because of the testicles. We're no, no, well, now, nowadays because people have nut allergies yeah. and they don't want to offend them. So it's, you know, no, it's all I know. <laughs> but I think we'd also done a thing called Every <laughs> Loony Wins as well. Which, Every uh, Loony Wins. <laughs> and we also did another one called Loonyversity Challenge. We yeah. did. And some people yeah. said, we, well, you know, well, we tried to argue. We argued, oddly enough, successfully, <laughs> that because the goodies in their day had used the word loony, yeah. it was okay to still use the word loony. <laughs> like they're the judgment of it. They're the kind of... They're well, the benchmark. The goodies it's okay it, by that. Tim Brooke Taylor. <laughs> but Let's Go Bonkers was good because you'd get a celebrity guest and... Um, and uh, I think it was Let's Go, Let's Go Nuts. We had furry kind of animal print suits on, bowler hats, and we were sat on big plastic monkeys. And... <laughs> And it was, you make me I, want to see this. And, <laughs> and I have a feeling one of the guests we had, it, it was Gary Glitter. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Do you know what? And it was all, a particular... all the way we were talking about this, I was thinking, yeah, well, no one's, Don't he's not going to mention that. Do you think that's well, what caused him to, it all to happen? <laughs> he came on here, let's go nuts, thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. Maybe I the, will go nuts. The only thing I would... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Don't mention that. The only thing that the most surreal thing you can find on YouTube is a sketch that we do as a couple of the guys who own the record shop who had the original catchphrase of we don't do discs. Um, they, what were they, I can't even remember what they called, the Roberts Brothers. Yes, that's Roberts anyway, Records, yes. But they did Roberts yeah. Records, they did a sketch, and you, this is on YouTube where we're running the record shop, Pulp come in. Pulp, yeah. Pulp come in, followed by Gary Glitter. Yeah. And the, <laughs> The sketch ends with us and Pulp and Gary Glitter all dancing together. <laughs> so maybe it was Jarvis Cocker's fault, not ours. But that was, I remember that one of those let's go nuts or let's go bonkers very badly because uh, one, one night all the cast had to stay in a hotel in Shepherd's Bush because there'd been a snow warning and uh, the, uh, the, the boss was frightened that we wouldn't all, all get in okay. uh, the next day. So the whole cast uh, and, and tech team and everybody, the whole produ that production crew, that's how I forget television speak, <laughs> <laughs> all had to stay in a hotel in Shepherd's Bush. And of course, that was a crazy thing to do because everyone just stayed up drinking all <laughs> night pretty much, having a right old time. And so the next day I was feeling really a bit poorly and I was sat on a plastic monkey in a furry suit. <laughs> And, and of course, we were elevated then above these very small children who all sat around. And I, thought, it was, I might be sick on one in a minute. <laughs> and it was the only time on Saturday morning where I thought that might happen. Thanks. But it didn't, yeah, it thankfully. Didn't but Say it, it did. It's funnier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I vomited over a small yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> and Gary Glitter laughed. Don't do We should never. Oh, you shouldn't have... It's I, not our fault. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't invite him on. They no, it's bad enough. I, I just about got away with bringing up my bitter Victor, Victor Lewis Smith story. <laughs> and, you, know, you, you didn't can, get away with it. He's in the audience. He's going to see you later. <laughs> <laughs> he won't watch podcasts. He'll be fun. Well, I think, that, I think that's, that's all... Uh... Well, so let's let's talk about how you got together because I, I would it took me a little while to find out how you got together. This, but then I found out that you were <laughs> university. You, you found right on the you're internet. You're a really rubbish private I detective. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was. Then I found out you'd done how we met on the Independent. And then that didn't oh, yeah. work. Oh yeah, ah, you did. Uh, but uh, that was possible. So you it? met at the University of Manchester. Yes. Which which just before you were there was well but did Ben Elton teach you yeah 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 so yeah Ben Elton he taught me I don't think you were Trevor's a year younger than he me he didn't I teach was, him comedy that's no. not really... <laughs> he, no he taught, taught me Greek tragedy I know uh, but also so our, when we were at university our um, our professor was uh, a guy called David Mayer and David Mayer was the father of Lisa Mayer, yes. who is the co-writer of The Young Ones. Um, and at the time, she was going out with Rick Mayle. And Rick Mayle and Aid and Ben had all been students at Manchester University a couple of years before us. Um, basically, when we, I think when we were in our first year of university, our professor invited us to his house to meet Rick Mayle and Ben and yeah. Lisa. And we went around to meet them, but we were really incompetent and useless students. And our professor, <laughs> for some bad. reason, didn't introduce us. We just came into the house, and he was, and they were sat around this circular table. In the, it was like a kitchen diner thing. And it, he didn't say, oh, this is Trev and Simon, or these are the two students, or anything like that. And he just went, oh, I'm going up, upstairs. And he cleared off. But before clearing off, he said to Trev, Trev, will you keep an eye on those steaks in the oven? And there was some, <laughs> I was steaks. a student. I didn't know what a steak was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll do for about half an hour. steaks were under a grill or something. And then the next minute, they catch a fire. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, the alarm went off. Yeah, and, smoke alarm. I mean, yeah. And we were just kind of not knowing what to do. And none of but, them 
act, react, reacted. Nothing happened. Eventually Rather than them thing of going, out. oh, what's happening? Oh, are you all right, lads? They just pretended we weren't there and, <laughs> and pretended the whole thing wasn't happening. And then we, we used to do this kind of daft uh, show, every a live show, didn't we? The, and the next day they came to see us do this live show. Right. And they came up to us after us and said, ah, that's why you were there. We didn't know. We didn't know who you were. Oh, you know. And, and then they were really nice, you know. <laughs> and Rick Mayall gave us this kind of, um, he said, oh, we were off up to Edinburgh. It was the first time in Edinburgh, was it? Most probably about yeah, 1984. Yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, oh, here's a quote you can use on your posters. And he went, my favourite act. So on all of our posters, we have this quote saying, my favourite act, Rick Mayall. And then you go up to Edinburgh and you see, my favourite band, Rick Mayall. But still. It worked, though. It did. Yeah, yeah. I ended up watching, because I was going through lots of going live and live and kicking things, and I ended up watching them... Rick and Aid were being interviewed by Sarah Green in a slightly awkward interview. Have you not like, seen which... the interview we do then? That's even oh, more oh, the interview right. with us is far worse. Is don't, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, there was, was, there's, so, there's a lot of, you did a lot of hours of television. They, and stupidly, they told us to interview Rick and Aid. And again, I think we were quite young and we were a bit kind of like, you know, we like to think we were comedians. So we were kind of thinking, why are we interviewing them? And and they basically, there, there was a, yeah, there, that's a horrible interview. Okay, well, I've said don't watch it, you will now. I'm going to definitely you know. yeah, do. You can sort of, yeah, it's, it's cringy awkward. But, yeah. you know. We thought it was funny because we were both out on tour at the same time. Right. I mean, we both had the same promoter and stuff. So we said, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll do this little idea. We'll have a chat in the coffee bar and then we'll, we'll say we're going to have a fight and we'll end up having a fight in the coffee bar. And, of course, we, we try, naively, we tried to lead them into this thing and then they just completely backed off it. And just, right. <laughs> no, we should know we, we this. I mean, we'd be the same. Don't, don't go with other comedians and say to them, hey, will you do this? And expect them to play along. They'll do their own thing. Uh, Whereas Sting, you know, he always played along. Yes. Yeah, but he's not a comedian. No, 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 I know. That's what I mean. Oh, it's okay with Sting, pop stars. Yeah. You called him Stink. We did call him Stink. Yeah. <laughs> and we oh. called him Stink, but then uh, they got a bit of a laugh in the studio. And then one of his, the people who was with him, he had some people with him. And, uh, and they said, it's funny you say that, because he does stink. <laughs> No, seriously, and he said he's on, the, he's on one of these he natural He didn't uh, use any deodorant things. He just didn't, yeah. He, the only deodorant he used was a rock. He had a rock he carried around with him. <laughs> yeah. And you know, he always wore those furry mohair jumpers. Yeah. God, yeah, you know. Well, if but, he was, his sex lasted for like 13 hours, he wouldn't have had time would for stink. a shower. No, would no, you? You, would, you would, yeah. Take it from me, you stink at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand but, so close. To <laughs> <laughs> so how did so how did that go for you? were doing like pantos and quite serious theatre in uh, Man. You were both theatre. Oh, back in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, we, we were, uh, well, we got into student kind of plays, and yeah. we were cast together in a, in a Moliere comedy. That right. was artistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. And, uh, and, and that was the first thing we did together. And it was like a two-hander sort um, play thing. Yeah. And uh, it was a comedy. It was good. And we, yeah, we well, started... Actually, no, the very first thing, because that, that, that was the... Was it called something like the misanthrope or the... I can't think what it was called now. The, anyway, um, before yeah. that, we'd done another one called The Forced Marriage, which had more people in it. But oh, right, that, right. In, in The Forced Marriage, 
Trev, we were both in that, and that was the first time we met. And I'd been running to rehearsals, and I'd slipped and fallen into these bollards, concrete bollards, and broke my ribs. <laughs> and this, again, first thing we were in, and Trev just found it hilarious to try and make me laugh all the time <laughs> during rehearsals, just because I was in, it, I'd been in such yeah, pain so. from laughing. But we had a lot of fun, because we, although it was like a... You, you had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, you did enjoy it, though, didn't you? <laughs> What's that? What does that even suggest? I don't know. We, we were laughing. We had a good laugh, yeah. and we kind of tried to spice up the kind of you know classical comedy by yeah. by putting props and silly props in. So I had some gloves on and did one of those kind of restoration kind of things. But I'd like snipped all the fingers on the gloves. <laughs> so when I went like that, all the fingers flew off. And that, 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 it probably wasn't in the spirit of how it was written, but it was good, it was, it was good fun. <laughs> and then we kind of just enjoyed that. And there was some, and there was the whole alternative comedy thing was. Was going and like because you know Rick and Aid and Ben had all been there before us. It, it kind of kind of thought, well, this is. It all felt kind of very possible. Yeah. I don't know that we could even. Do, ask we remember. I mean, there, this is a shocking sign of how things change, though. That we couldn't even watch the younger ones. We had nothing to watch the younger ones on. We had no TV. Right. And our again, our professor David Mayer, he would record them in the departments in the drama departments of the university, and we'd go and watch them on video there, wouldn't we? And it yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. It was. Amazing yeah. stuff. <laughs> Things <laughs> we watched on video at university. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember watching videos? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was that was you couldn't. I, I used to tape like comedy off the TV on an audio player because like the early. Uh, I think probably the young ones just about had a video by then. Mm. But before that, you would just kick up the eighties. I was recording. Rick, oh, Rick Mayall's yeah, bit yeah, off yeah, of that. Kevin Turby, what, recording yeah. the, with, on audio, yeah. on audio, so I could listen back to it the next day. Like Fantastic. so, you did John Peel and kick up the eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. There we go. Happy day. So uh, what? What? Um, <laughs> not the same now, is it? This uh, internet rubbish. Just find everything you want straight away. Um, so so how did that? How did you get from that? You were doing the circuit. Were you oh, in see, the eighties. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Then we, we, well, there was a whole bunch of us who, that, who sort of went out and started doing like student gigs for students, and, yeah. and and we did a whole combination of things. We were a triple act at one point, uh, and there was a, there was a thing called uh, the Oi Boys, which was a satirical skinhead cabaret. Right. And uh, you should bring that back. That's Take good that now. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was quite good fun doing that, and uh, uh, and you you did the solo Boys. stuff. Didn't yeah. You? Well, did I? Yeah, you did uh, ventriloquism with a sock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Simon would walk on stage and he'd, and well, actually, no, I'd, no, I remember I went now. I'd leave you on stage. Trevor, Trevor, humiliate me, leave yeah. me on stage, go off, and I'd stand there for as long as I could with nothing happening. Yeah. And it was one of those nice things, you know, where you could just leave it as long as you possibly can. And then slowly I'd take off my shoe and I'd take off my sock. I'd put the sock on my hand and form it into a mouth like a glove puppet. And then doing one of my many actly voices <laughs> without a wig. Without a wig? I would put on my ventriloquist voice, which was something like, hello, how are you? Something like that. But basically, the puppet wouldn't speak back to me. And it would go on for a long time. <laughs> I'd be refusing to speak back to me. And then eventually, it would attack me. It's sort of a, yeah. <laughs> Hey, there was alternative so, comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Simon would end up then rolling around on the floor being attacked by his own sock. Yeah. Oh, no, I've just remembered, though, I had a kind of second thing of it. So Trevor gave me another go of doing ventriloquism, and I had a little plastic tiger that had a squeak in it. Oh, yeah. I would do it with a squeaky... We had this theory, not theory, we had this policy, that when we were working on uh, live stuff, any prop that we used had to be an acquired thing. It had to be a bought thing. Right. You couldn't make a prop. 
Okay. Your stuff had to come from shops. Mainly um, Ubi Doo, which was the, 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 the forerunner of the pound shop in Manchester. But yes. there it was 50p then. Everything was 50p. And there were signs up all around the shop. Don't ask the price. Everything's 50p. So we'd <laughs> go, pick, go straight up to the counters. How much is this? <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but it, was a, it was a real kind of thing. We had real policy of we, things yeah. had to exist. You had to get the comedy from things that existed. Okay. If you made a prop for something, that was kind of like failure. That was defeat. And it was tricky for us, because when we did start working on TV, you've got people whose jobs depend on making <laughs> things for you. You know, They want to make things for you. And so we kind of did eventually relent. We did have things made. But yeah, we'd want to find our own stuff and find what was funny and things that existed. Yeah. You're doing quite an adult act on the circuit then. In the, in we the did, yeah, because eventually that then, yeah, that developed into an act that we, that we did on, on the pub circuit for a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, we did all the, the what was the alternative yeah. comedy circuit. So sometimes it was like a, a little room above a pub or a vegetarian restaurant or something like that. No, it was genuinely. And, the um, thingy, what was, yeah, the, um, what was the place in, you, you must know. The Earth the place, Exchange. The Earth Exchange, it? yeah. Anyone which was a tiny room, which was a vegetarian restaurant, and after the people had had their vegetarian meal, then there would be comedy. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and so we, and it was very intense because it was very, you know, very sort of small room. Uh, but just what did, you want for comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we carried <laughs> on this thing. We were quite fascinated by the double act thing of, um, like, a bit like Abbott and Costello. They were kind of quite mean to each other. Yeah. Um, so we, I did our double act involved me being pretty nasty to Simon. Yeah. And and putting him in some awkward situations. So uh, having done the sock thing, that uh, um, another prop we bought was a, was a fake egg, a magic egg, um, which you could put into your mouth and then produce a lovely silk handkerchief, okay. from, which, which I would do, which is obviously a shit trick, but I would do that. And then uh, Simon said, oh, I want to do it. So I'd, so I'd give him a, a, a real egg. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd... He'd bite into the egg. You'd have, and, to, you'd have to break it enough that the yolk kind of flew out nicely so people knew it was a real egg, you know, and then the yolk would come out and then he would make me eat all the egg, including the shell and everything. Wow. So you'd hear the shell crunching up. And That's this terrible. Was, this was just, this was when, what's her name, had declared a salmon <laughs> yeah. scare. You know, no, it, it was, it was, it was I like, it was died. It wasn't Every night roulette. I could have died. It was Russian omelette. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> that was, that joke's 30 years old tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they come round again. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Everyone who first heard that <laughs> is dead now. <laughs> but then, I mean, the other thing, we used to reenact films as well. And, um, well, in fact, news events as well. And anything that, invent, that meant Simon would punch himself in the head. And, and um, I ended up, uh, when we were, yeah, so Trevor List, he, I'd, he'd get me to do Rocky, and that would be punch. And then it'd be Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4. And, and, but we did this in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Festival, when I had to go to uh, the hospital and, with, with an injured neck, and I had to wear a big neck brace thing and take it off for the show to do all that again and fall over. And I promise you, I didn't make him do that. <laughs> he volunteered. See, I would have said it. I would have guessed he was the high status character. If you're going to play that, the two of you, I'd have thought you'd be the one who'd be bullied, and you'd be the bully. No, he's high status. Yeah. He's there, yeah. I, I have I, a theory I, about. In I, fact, I, I have this theory about. I'm He-Man. You're He-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that like it's kind of like that. If 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 one of them is kind of a high status in the double act, they're, they're the reverse of that in life. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Trev is kind of he bullies me on stage but in reality I kind of bully him yeah. and I'm, I'm the mean one I'm the, uh, Stuart yeah. was in both 
<laughs> no, no, you see, no, 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 no. I've so I years ago when we met you on Roland Riveron's radio show. <laughs> that, was, that was where that was where we met when Roland Riveron sent us off to the opera. Oh, it was to a interview the opera. Job and he that. said, Roland Riveron said to us, Would you go and do um, some would you go and see the opera and review it for us? And we said, Yeah, and he goes, Okay, Gypsy's handshake. And we didn't know what he meant. And he spat in his hand and then made us shake his hand. <laughs> and what that a bastard. Meant that we had to do it. So from then on, but it wasn't a bad job actually, because he went to the opera, that was perhaps yeah. the most challenging one, because we were a bit late, but we got there and we enjoyed it, it was all good fun. But then he said, he said, oh, there's a new fancy fish restaurant opened up in the centre of London, go and review that. So, and he said, take, take, you know, take your wives, girlfriends, whatever. I said, oh, okay, thanks. So, but we yeah. met you and Stuart on that show. Did you? I don't remember. And, and you very kindly gave me the Fist of Fun book. And I said, would you both sign it? And you both signed it, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Stuart put something like, you know, Simon, best wishes, you know, something nice. Yeah. And you put, to Simon, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's because I was being bullied by Stu, so I had to bully whoever else. In, in fact, I wanted to ask you, did you, is, is you're an idiot something you wrote to everyone? Or did you... <laughs> You know, is it like that a been, catchphrase? Has that been eating away at you? Oh, yeah. God. I've never, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Have you only come on the podcast so you can bring this? I don't even remember meeting it's you before. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy time back in the 90s. Um, I, I usually would say something rude, yeah. But like with me, people ask me to write rude things. In I never asked you to no, write something rude. <laughs> Where's the harm? Where's the harm in a nice, yeah. insincere yeah. best wishes? Just a best wishes. Yeah. That's all I want. She was thinking it when he wrote the nice thing. I <laughs> just, I just <laughs> said what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said, oh you know, we said hi, Richard. We really like this program. Yeah, do you do? Well, how come he's not an idiot? He might be. Didn't have a. He hadn't bought a book. I'm sorry. I don't think you are an idiot. Well, and let, we'll, we'll talk about this then to prove you're not idiots. We'll talk about pointless celebrities. Oh. Which is why Thank you're here. You. This is why you're here, well, I believe, because I believe on the Richard Osman podcast, we can't remember who it was a choice between, but I asked the audience to vote on whether they wanted to see well, you. Well, I heard it that you said, who do you want on? Joey from Friends or Trevor Simon? <laughs> And like here we are. Like, sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. <laughs> how are you doing? No, how are you doing? How no are you wig. doing? No wig. How you did you that without a wig. You did that without a wig. I did. That was acting. Yeah. I didn't tell you, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? I don't know. How did you no. say it? No, he just well, drives cars now anyway, doesn't when you take, When you take your hat off and do it again. <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> It's just that it's a bit more like Matt Lucas doing it. <laughs> oh, I can't do him. <laughs> like I could do the others. <laughs> so you've, you've, have you done Pointless Celebrities twice? Uh, three times. Twi three no, we're times. the only people in the whole world ever who've done the show three times. I've done it three times. No, you haven't. No, you've not. I have. You get out of here. <laughs> you can't. How? Because I, I keep losing, but you keep winning. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then he's... Uh, Richard Oz, he lied to us. Well, I mean, you might be the first to do it three times. Who did you do it oh, with? Okay. I did it with um, Rona Cameron, who... No, I mean, we don't want to go over it all again, but she said <laughs> when she was asked for someone who'd had a number one hit in... A solo artist had a number one hit in the 1980s, she said to pow. 
That is not a solo no. artist. That is a band. Yes. Oh, uh, Dom Jolly. <laughs> I, even that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, so that we lost that one because then I had to try and be clever and I wasn't okay. clever. Then uh, Robert Webb, who had to name a uh, country ending in a vowel, I think. And I got a pointless answer and he screwed up. Right. What did you go for? I went for Tivoli, whoever it is. Ah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then I was on My Beautiful Wife, Catherine Herring, Katie Wilkins. Uh, and she was competent. We got to the head-to-head and lost. Oh, right. So you've, you've won. Have you won three well, times? So, to, to be, be fair, fair, to be fair, to be when fair, we got to the head-to-head... To, to be fair, yeah. When we got to the head-to-head <laughs> the second time, it was against Ulrika Johnson. And, <laughs> and, no, I know that sounds rude, but... I, well, it is rude, isn't it? I've been rude. <laughs> yeah, but I think Sorry, she'd Ulrika. agree with you that night, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to, to be fair, for me to be fair, I, it was Simon who won it, really, because okay. he's just got this amazing film knowledge. And when it came to the head-to-head, each, well, the first time I, I messed up, although I don't think that's why we went out, but the first time we were on... I just did something daft, but uh, not as daft as thinking to power is one person. No, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that daft. I couldn't think of an obscure, uh, an obscure um, berry, so I ended up saying <laughs> juniper berry, thinking that was one word, and uh, oh, I okay. realised my mistake. Yeah. I did know it was not one word. I hadn't worked. I hadn't thought it through. To no, be it's difficult in the heat of the lights. It's difficult. But I did to... learn from that that there is a there is an obscure berry called a a, a service berry or something, okay. and a winter berry. I mean, well, but make sure it's right because if I go on again and say no, service berry, no. <laughs> avoid berries. But anyway, the next time we did well, and I felt you know, I, 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 you know, the show scares me to death. Chris yeah. show scared me to death. But I've cried on it twice. <laughs> I generally have. Oh, oh really? On the show? I'm like when I've been talking. I'm going, my voice. I've done that thing I'm going yeah when I knew I was going to go out the first time I was going yeah I was trying to talk about what I'm doing <laughs> well, you see, again, I, I only cried in the dressing room I didn't know yeah. you actually cried <laughs> wow brilliant one of well, I'm going to say something <laughs> I'm going to say something indiscreet but not too indiscreet okay, so okay. don't worry but like when we were on it on one of the occasions and so there's three occasions to pick from here but when we were on it on one of the occasions one of the other contestants went to the producers and went ooh Trev and Simon are cheating Oh. Oh, yeah, and he said, I saw... I saw he! You've given it away! You've, you've narrowed it down already! He or she, I saw them... Um, whispering, he said, yeah. she said. Um, yeah, I saw yeah, them they, whispering. They saw us whispering. We um, didn't. That's not, I'll just say that now. Just for the record, yeah. we did cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> We really didn't, honestly. <laughs> you'd have to be clever. To, you'd have to be clever to cheat. We didn't even know which yeah. position to We're stand clever. in. <laughs> Richard Osman told us off. Don't have to be that clever. When my my wife, when it was coming back down the first one, I thought we were going to get knocked out. My wife said, "Oh, I know, I know this one." Know and I went, "Shut up, shut up." I don't want to, you know. I didn't want her to cheat. I wanted to be able to do it. Yeah. But she could have just said, "I know it. It is this." Like, like, oh yeah, I know. I knew that as well. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. It's it easy. It's easy. Imagine winning and having cheated, and how that that pointless trophy must <laughs> feel heavy in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so you invented Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. from Mad yeah. Men. That was your invention. Yeah, yeah. I, I played. Was it me? You were Don Draper. I was Don, Don Draper. Don, Don and Dougie Draper. Don and Dougie Draper, the dry cleaners. Yeah. It's they, true. Yeah. Who, why did we do that for a kids' TV program? Who, you know, <laughs> why were they? Why would they? Uh, kids love dry cleaning. They do. <laughs> and 
Don and Dougie had a big um, dry cleaning machine that they called Queenie. And, um, and all the, uh, all everything would, would go in and Queenie was always breaking down and they had a dream that they were going to go and live in New Zealand. And it, there was a whole backstory to those. But the, I mean, it's basically the plot of Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was Don and Dougie Draper and they didn't do duvets. That was then they just said that, basically. Yeah, uh, it was good. A lot. And, um, and they wore wigs and they were us. <laughs> yeah. And... They were both the same character. They're all the, no, they're all, they're all the same. Too far. It's all, that's you could too just far. do, you could just have one of you. If I'd been, if what I, do you mean you could just have if one I've of been you? The, if I'd been the BBC, I'd have just said, let's get rid of one of them. Let's get rid of them. They just, but just they tried, but I said, no, don't, don't let him go. He's a mate. I don't want him. I don't. And they kept on. No, I said, no, no. There was one, one... And they said, look, just give him 30% of the money. You take 70, Trevor. I said, yeah. And that's how I explained it to you, wasn't it, Simon? There was one season. I think it was season... I love this season, Dave. I think it was... Um, I think it was season five. They suggested stitching us together. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's... It's not true. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to stitch us together to make a weird duvet, and we said, well, we don't do duvets. Yeah. And that was that. That's why I got it in there, just yeah. the once. I love all of this for anyone out there who hasn't got a clue, and they're thinking, like, what are they on about? What are they talking about? When's Jess Phillips yeah, on? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like, but that's what I think is great about showbiz. Showbiz is a, a, like a ridiculous con in a lot of ways, right? And it's crazy, and fame is crazy. When I was doing, when I did, I wrote a show called Talking Cock that got translated into lots of languages. <laughs> and then I would go to the premieres in other countries. And, when, and like, if you go to Norway, and then all these celebrities coming in, and you go, but that's just a bloke. That's, that guy's just a bloke. And I was going, oh, no. There was like an old man who was wearing espadrilles. And he was sitting in a bar with like a beautiful young woman. And what the fuck's going on? Oh, he's a big star. It's just like bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit. Everything's bullshit. And you become famous and you can say, swing your pants and people are happy. You know, moon on a stick. So uh, you want the moon on a stick? Moon right, on a stick. I'm getting a pair of what happened in What happened in uh, 91, 92? Why did you not do the 91, oh. 92 uh, season? Oh, um, so... Do you know, I can't remember why. No, you <laughs> can remember why. <laughs> Basically, yeah, we did. So we did. A, we decided we, to do. We did an offshoot in the in the break. We did an offshoot program called Hundred Percent that yeah. went out on BBC Two, and it was kind of a youth program as they were doing then. And we did comedy inserts into it, and it was really good fun. And we did a full series of that. That was a series then, not a season. And we did a full <laughs> series of that, and then we got when it came round to doing the second series of it we had to make a decision as to whether we could do both. And we decided to do 100% instead. And we were writing it all over the summer. And basically, um, we, what happened, it's really weird. The BBC made an accounting error and they lost 20 million quid. And I don't know how that happened. And this was that year. Yeah. And at the end of, even though we'd spent all summer writing it, they said, we're cancelling loads of programmes because we're 20 million short. And it got cancelled. Right. And so we had nothing to do. And they said, well, do you want to go back to Saturday morning? So we'd missed out a year right. doing that other programme. Do you, do you remember what the, the guys who took over from you were in that year? There were, there were Nick and James. Yeah, very good. Do you know what they're doing now? Nick's still an actor. I'm a friend with him on uh, Facebook. Uh, okay. James is a head, head teacher who's also a pastor. 
Oh, yeah, excellent. I wonder but if it, his pupils know about him being on uh, Live and Kicking. I thought I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a bit weird that the program decided to kind of just try and replace us with us. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, no, they I didn't think try we, and replace we, us we, with <laughs> us. No, but we'd sort of said to them, if we're not going to be there, you want to have something different. Because it was, it was, I thought it was a raw deal on them. I think know. it was a tough break for them, as yeah. it turned out. Yeah, it was very difficult. Well, because it, you were so popular as well. So it was, it was, yeah, you're right. They should have gone for something completely different. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> Men in Trousers, I think they were called, weren't they? No, that was, that was, that they was came when, on later on. That was, that was later. when we left. That was when we definitely were, left. Okay. When we left, <laughs> left, they came on and they were half of... The cheese shop. Oh yes, okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. No. So there were three. So yeah. the BBC, having learned that lesson of not getting just two white guys again, went for three white three guys. Three white guys. That <laughs> yeah, that's good. <sighs> Shall I ask you an emergency question? Oh, oh. It yeah, did. But... It worked well backstage. I asked. I did it on the random app and asked, uh, "Do you know the way to San Jose?" And it turns out uh, Simon's sister lives in San Jose, so he does. So. Uh... <laughs> It's just a statistic on pointless as well. He always has the right answer. That <laughs> was, uh, okay. Who do you consider the best of Jesus' disciples? Question 254. <laughs> Is there a criteria? What defines best? Well, it's for you. you for you to decide that. Right. I, get, I ask the questions. That's a difficult It's not one. like Richard Osman. You can't go Richard Osman on pointless going, <laughs> how do you define what is pointless I don't know that I can Paul, think of... Paul must have been... He was quite a clever guy. He wrote Paul, letters, didn't he? Well, I he's don't... not really an official disciple, so, you know. Is he not? No. I'm going to go for Jeff. Jeff's a good one. <laughs> I liked Thaddeus best, because, you know, you don't hear much about him. He just kept himself to himself. <laughs> Thaddeus? Thaddeus. Wow. He's one of the 12. He was one of Smith and Jones, Jones, wasn't he? <laughs> I, I don't know their names. Was, no. was, that, was that horrible one, one of them? Who's the guy? Yeah, who... Judas. Yeah. Judas yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with was, him. You're going to like him. i go with him. Well, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because if Judas hadn't betrayed Jesus, then Jesus wouldn't have been crucified. Yeah. Someone We're all fucked, don't we? He saved, he saved yeah. he's, Judas. Because of Judas, we all live for eternity yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. More than for Jesus, if we're honest. Yeah. Jesus had just died in old age. Yeah. Gavin his feet washed by Mary Magdalene's hair, you know. Wouldn't have heard of him. So again. he was just doing what he had to do, really. Yeah. And what about Thomas? Doubting Thomas? Thomas, yeah. I doubt well, he's Dan the Thomas, best. I find it I find Dan Thomas interesting because he witnessed presumably all of Jesus' miracles, but then when and he saw Jesus for example raise Lazarus from the dead. Uh, and then when Jesus came back he went, nah. <laughs> but mate, remember when I walked on water? Yeah, but come on. <laughs> So really, Doubting yeah. Thomas should just be called Thomas. It should be. Yeah. It should be Stupid Thomas. <laughs> or for, Forgetful Thomas. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember when I walked on water? No. I wouldn't really watch. Do you remember when I had those two fish and I fed like a billion people? No, I'm not ringing any bells, mate. <laughs> when you said I was the son of God? No. No. But wasn't he a doubter just in the way that he'd have doubted, say, David Copperfield can fly? <laughs> that kind of doubt. It's just like... Oh, no, Jesus, stop doing these tricks. No, we know they're all tricks. Stop it now. That's... <laughs> Could Sorry. be very blasphemous, that, I'm afraid. Uh, so, um... <laughs> very blasphemous. <laughs> I'll do one more, and then I'm going to ask you about Bross. Bross? So, yeah, we're right. Oh. Don't ask I, 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 went, I went to school with Bross. Um, <laughs> have you ever fallen victim to a con man? That's a good question. I, I have. That's why I came up with that ah, question. Have you ever um, been conned out of anything? 
Well, I don't know. Only when I've been on holiday and I've got tempted to play that game where they, they're hiding a, a nut under some shelves. Yeah. And I've, and I've got... It's definitely there. <laughs> yeah. And because it's not your own money, you think, oh, that's fine. Well, it is my own money, I mean, but it's like not money you recognise. So you're kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're freer with it, aren't you? So you yeah. Go, yeah. And you're on holiday. And you There's going to be some uh, left yeah. at the end anyway, so you might and as well And you're totally to drunk anyway, so, you know, and you did. So, yeah, that's it. It's under there. And, it, and it, yeah, he so, called me, because it wasn't. And I don't know where yeah. it was. But. So very much yes is the answer yeah, to the yeah. question. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. You can't Connor Connor. <laughs> um, oh, apart from the time when a guy at a bus station asked me for his train fare, and I gave him it, and he said write down your address and I'll send it back to you and he yeah. never did uh, apart from that time I was conned yeah. he might have died on the bus journey. exactly yeah, yeah. Go, please give this you know Trevor and Simon no you know the guys might be thinking no, not, not James and Nicholas don't send it to them. not the men in trousers send it back to him so Bross didn't really join in with your funny because you, you met like some amazing celebrities through your through this like Bross yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. But you made Paul Simon played Paul, along. Paul Simon, yeah, who, who sadly had, had diarrhea the night he came on the show. <laughs> but so again, all the managers are really indiscreet with us. You know, like like with Sting in his stink business. They, you know, they, they love telling us these. Paul things, Simon's yeah. manager came. She said, "Yeah, he's not feeling too good. He was been up all night with diarrhea." <laughs> Just at the point. He was surrounded by like hundreds of kids with balloons. And, oh, yeah. and it was his birthday. It was his birthday. So they yeah. brought in, because he's American, they brought in a cake decorated with the stars and stripes. And said, happy birthday, look, hey. And kids hit him on the head yeah. with balloons. And, uh, and we wondered why he didn't look so happy. But you know, <laughs> that was why. Yeah. But yeah, Paul Simon. And um, you're, you're listing the people we have done sketches with. Richard wants to know about the ones who Well, I'd like to know them. about yeah. it. I'd like to know all the gossip about them, who was nice and who wasn't nice. So oh, uh, a quick nice one, though. Mel Brooks. We did a sketch with Mel oh, Brooks. Good. And Mel Brooks, at the end of it, said, congratulations, boys. That was almost a sketch. Which <laughs> I'll, I'll take. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> That's... Um, <laughs> yeah. but Bross were yeah they were well they were the big thing of the time you know they were super cool and the girls all loved them and they didn't really want to look stupid yeah. and so they didn't want to they and just said no they ne we asked you know everybody do you want to do something you know we didn't make people do it did you fancy doing this and and, uh, and they go yeah yeah and so, but they just always said no and the really annoying thing is we'd written a really complicated sketch for them to do with I can't remember now but it was all about them having a paint shop where they sold matte <laughs> matte Matt Goss Gloss <laughs> Luke Goss Matt I can't remember yeah. but it was just all these different variations of paint they did and you know they should have done that sketch with us yeah. thank <laughs> god we didn't do it because we never <laughs> We had, to, we had to trouble enough remembering the lines. Well, you're trying to remember all that. Yeah. Oh. I, was at I went to school with uh, Bross. So they, they came to, in, for one He's... year, they lived in Cheddar. And they Cheddar? Were my, yeah. I, I thought they were Cheddar. Peckham. They are, but they lived, their mum lived in, their mum, I think, and dad broke up and then they came you to know live in Cheddar. About but is this, well, they were and also, yeah. but is this true? Or is this, cause is I mean, this true? No, but you're they, in a double act where we know, we know your other double act half <laughs> has made a living out of claiming he was a school with Richard Hammond. He wasn't, yeah. so you know. He lies about everything and I tell the truth. It's okay. about, in, every, in every double act. <laughs> My friend always tells the truth. I always lie. Uh, he had, but no, they, they got, but they both got off with Bridget Seeley, who I fancied. 
both of them in, not at the same time. Oh, oh. No, I wasn't that perverse. It was Cheddar. <laughs> uh, and they had, they had a fight with my friend Chris Scard. They were a couple well, of years of younger them. than me, yeah. They both, really? they both they, you know, they ganged up. That's, oh. They were always so... You know, they look like one the bloke just moving around really quickly, don't they? That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> when you're twins. <laughs> <laughs> the Proclaimers, they were good, though. Were they, so, good? They, were they, nice. they, were, they were good twins. They were the good twins. Yeah, they were the good twins. So they, one, one twins got both the evil twins and one twins got both the good twins. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess. That's really complicated. <laughs> 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 And was Kylie Minogue nice? Did you, did you yeah, yeah, she was brilliant. Oh, what? Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm oh, just I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, she wasn't. No, she was. The thing is with Kylie, you know, when she first came on the programme, uh, they were, you know, she wasn't a big superstar. She was, she was obviously, you know, a pop star, but not megastar. And so the first time she was on the programme, we felt we were able to say, would you mind um, being in a cardboard box full of straw? Because... <laughs> We'd like the idea that you've been in hibernation over the <laughs> over the winter, and um, and we want to reveal you yeah. as being uh, having hibernated. And so, like the blue Peter tortoise, we need to reveal you <laughs> from a cardboard box full of straw. Would you mind doing that? And and she said yes. Which uh, 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 the interesting thing is, though, she did that, and then when she came on a bit later on, and she was more famous. And we said, we're going to do Polly Put the Kettle On, and we've got a kettle to put on your head. Yeah. And we had this kettle that kind of had a hole made in it so you could put it on her head. She wouldn't do that because right. it would mess up her hair. Yeah, so, you change, know, she changed. Yeah. And, it's, and, and I think then it became a bit of a thing because Jason Donovan came on and we wanted him to get into a, a, a dog suit um, <laughs> because Nigel Kennedy was on playing the violin and yeah. we wanted him to play hound dog and Jason Donovan to be in a hound dog. I don't quite know what I love. Why, I love the way that when you set this up, you go, because, like there's going to be some logical <laughs> no. explanation. Well, I thought there was a because, and then as I started speaking, I realised there was no because. Nigel Kennedy, there's never who wanted to play hound dog, his uh, most famous, his most but, famous hit. But the thing was, Jason wouldn't put the whole suit on, and yeah. wouldn't put it over his, his head. Because again, he had lovely hair, yeah. and uh, you know he didn't want to mess up his hair. Yeah. It was, and he'd got that, Kylie had said, if you do something with Trevor Simon, it's okay, but don't do anything that messes up your hair. So he didn't, but so he kind of wore the suit kind of half on, half off. Yeah. And it was, it was a bit disappointing. It's yeah, really disappointing. Yeah. It's most, that's my most disappointing memory. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> and did you all go, it was very rock and roll, did you go out partying with the oh. rock stars after, yeah, after yeah, the no. shows? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's really, this is what I mean. I, I'm ashamed to admit this, but we were really... Um, really delighted to be asked by the lightning seeds to introduce them on stage at the Shepherd's yeah. Bush Empire. And um, because uh, Ian Brody... It was Brody a Friday was, night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Friday night. So we knew we had the show the next okay. morning. But yeah, so... Uh, and um, Ian Brody from the lightning seeds was mates with Terry Hall from the specials. And yeah. I was like, a massive specials fan. And Terry Hall was backstage and I got to meet him and it was just so exciting. And we went on stage, packed Shepherd's Bush Empire, introduced the lightning seeds. It was really great. And, um, and, and then we didn't even stay for the after show drink because we had, oh, we've got to get up early oh, for the show. Oh, we've got work uh, in the morning. <laughs> so that's how rock and roll we were. It was yeah, a great opportunity. We've had a great party and we, we just went off to work. So, I like yeah. Terry Hall's one of, my, one of the few pop stars I really love. He's, I met him, but he's quite small, isn't he? Oh, I, I, well, I don't He was sat that. down. Was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got to get him on here. I should get Terry Hall on. I thought he was really tall. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kind I of think... middling. <laughs> I think, I think he... it's because I tend to shorten names, so Terry Hall tall. Yeah. And, and it just stays I think head. Terry Hall has a thing where he, whatever the height the person he's talking to, he adapts. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> He's got a sort of telescopic thing going was. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him being about three foot tall. <laughs> Maybe it was David Rappaport I met. I don't know. Maybe it was somebody else. <laughs> you know, I don't remember much. And you're in a band as well. You're in a, you're in a band as well. Yeah, you're in a, in a band. band. You played yeah. the Maracas in the band. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, that was great. No, yeah, because uh, well, I was in a pub. You're in two bands. Yeah, well, I, no, not now, but no. I, I was at one point, and I was in a band called Sucker, who were like a kind of pop punk band. Right. And uh, and we were great. It was it was really good fun, and um, we ended up on the John Peel stage in Glastonbury. Yeah. It was at ten thirty on a Sunday morning, but we were we were there, and uh, and Simon came on as well and um, did maracas. Uh, I just I just got to Glastonbury for for three, claiming I was their manager. Right. <laughs> Mind you, I hated Glastonbury. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I just it was just too muddy and wet, and I didn't have the you know my suit got ruined. Yeah, <laughs> you danced in in trainers covered in carrier bags. Didn't I had you? to have carrier Both bags on my feet because I just didn't yeah. have the gear. I'm just yeah. yeah. I'm not. You got to you know. gotta have the gear, but I, I didn't. I've been a couple of times. When it's sunny, it's very nice. Yeah, and you, if you're on magic mushrooms, it's great. <laughs> but when it's rainy, it's terrible. It's great on just mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Some nice garlic mushrooms. <laughs> they're better. They're nicer. You don't see. I saw. I, I, I never take drugs, but I did have magic mushrooms at uh, one of my Glastonbury's, and I saw like I thought the devil was masturbating with a piece of liver, and yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of experience you can't have in the real realm. But, but if you'd been to the cabaret tent, it maybe <laughs> was going on. It know? was just a man stroking his girlfriend's arm. Right. <laughs> Did she have a liver arm? No, she was not, an arm was normal. Oh, okay. When I, you know, you can switch between the two. I, I lay down. I don't really take drugs, so it was very exciting. I lay down and looked at the sky, and then I, felt, I really felt like the sky was the sea, and I was like thousands of feet above the sea. That was good. That, that was better than the devil masturbating. That was a bit, <laughs> that was a bit scary. Thinking, why has he got some liver? I mean, what was that liver before? As he, as he wanked a kind of cow down to his, until there's only the liver left. Wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And you've got... Is there anything else you want to tell us about? <laughs> I'll tell you all about my drug experiences. That's uh, pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I'd come and seen you when I was on Magic Mushrooms. <laughs> 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 uh, my God! You'd have loved it when we did our show, The Devil Wanks Off with a Piece of Liver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did! God, no, we did! Well, we did, we no, did it quite. No, we, did, we did a show called The Circus of Evil. Uh, uh, yeah. And where we resurrected the most we, kind of notorious people from the past. Yeah. And Trev brought up, Trev did this uh, black magic ceremony with a box we of did, black we, magic Yeah, we chocolates. used to, um, to perform rituals, because I think it, originally, like, satanic rituals were performed with a thing called the Necromicon, which is like a kind of evil Bible. But okay. we, we did it by reading from the next directory. So we go... <laughs> This is kind of like a shopping book from last century. Yeah. So I'd read for the next directory, and I'd get random people from the audience to, to pick a page, and I'd read out something about a, you know, a nylon sweater or something, and I'd be reading out medium, extra large, whatever. And, uh, and Simon came on as Rasputin. Uh, but we had, a, we had a fantastic... This was when we'd given up on the idea of things you can only buy in shops, with the exception of one prop. Uh, but we did... We made props, and I had... So I came on as Rasputin, where I had a pair of glasses with ping-pong ball eyes on, and a big... A big cape and the cape came down and we had a big hula hoop thing a big hoop so the the cape was circular and I had fake arms dangling down and inside this I was on a micro scooter so I could scoot around the <laughs> stage 
and, and the whole <laughs> thing about Rasputin <laughs> and his whole kind of theory was that God forgives sinners. Yeah. So the more you sin, the more you're worthy of forgiveness, which explains Rasputin's behavior. And as he did this, and we had to send off, uh, our poor um, stage manager had to go to a shop. So we did buy props from shops still. Yeah. And we sent her into Soho and she just had to buy the most realistic prosthetic penis she could find. <laughs> and we just had this kind of poking out as I was yeah. scooting around. And it, so, yeah. it wasn't that realistic. So it's not that far from your <laughs> not experience. That far. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rasputin, so it's exciting. But sadly, because of that, we can never go back to Jersey. <laughs> because there were protests oh. outside the theatre. Yeah, because yeah. Of the well, because we were doing satanic rituals. Oh, right, yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, the irony is the people in Jersey have killed more kids than anyone. Well, so yeah. that's why they don't, they don't like it when it, it just got too close to home. Just, hey, come on, don't take the piss out of this. This is, this is how we stay so rich. I don't think they have the internet in Jersey. It's fine. I was going to apologise. <laughs> I haven't been there for ages. They used to book me. They used to book me, and then the year that story came out, I did quite a lot of material about. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> you got to 68 in the charts in the hit parade together. Yeah, with, with Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, we were never going to do a comedy single, but our manager at the time, Pete Brown, he, he, was, he, was, he was brilliant because he was the one who got us off the telly and said, go out on the road and do. He, he had this vision of us doing like a kind of old kind of uh, musical variety show which he, he did put together it was fantastic because yep. we did our show and we had a juggler and there was a band and, and there was a, um, a girl and group these were, and these all gave us a chance to then go off and change into costumes to become different characters <laughs> yeah <laughs> to put wigs on <laughs> and do a catchphrase but um, but yeah so he said I think you should do a comedy single and we said well uh, no I don't think so and he said yeah yeah do do it because you know do the swing your pants and this and uh, so so we said well we went to see the record company and they said yeah 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 do it um, and um, <laughs> why don't you you know we'll get a good dance beat going because it was the 90s you know and we'll get a good good dance beat going and um, you just do your catchphrases over the top and we said no we're not going to do that if you well, let's get... do something completely non-commercial <laughs> yeah <laughs> Let's do our best to make no money whatsoever. <laughs> if you can get Donovan, we'll do a record. And of course, then uh, Pete, our manager, said, Oh, I know his manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get Donovan. This was around so, the time that Harry Enfield did. Do you remember Harry Enfield did loads of money yeah, as a single? And it was just literally him because I was going, Loads of money or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we should have done that. Yeah. Swing your pants. Yeah. Just, you know, should have just done yeah. loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We should. <laughs> Well, yeah, we tried. Um, but, so Donovan came along, and then the rest is uh, not history, yeah. really. <laughs> we, he was uh, nuts. Can we say he was yeah, nuts? Yeah, you can. I think so. you can say anything you like on my podcast. He, um, so Donovan came along, and he turned up to one of the radio shows. We were doing a, a, an interview, I think, on Radio 1 about it. And he turned up with his T-shirt, and he painted himself on the front of it. <laughs> Shelter. <laughs> And he just like really badly painted on the front shelter, and he just kind of came along and he t out of the blue went, "Yeah, I'm donating all of my uh, proceeds from this to shelter." And we just <laughs> and thought, "You on... bastard! <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is our on one chance to make a bit of money, and you're giving all the money to shelter." 
And so, like, we kind of, we, 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 we didn't know no what idea. to do. This was the day of the video, and he turned out with this sweatshirt. With, yeah, and, um, and you said to me, fucked if I'm giving anything to Shelter. <laughs> You promised you'd never, ever, ever, ever say that. <laughs> and, and then, but then what happened is we did the thing and we went, oh, God, we'll give some money to shelter as well. Um, not all of it. We'll give some. You know, <laughs> and anyway, way down the line, Donovan gave nothing to shelter. He gave nothing. We ended up giving to shelter. He gave nothing. <laughs> But we didn't want to, because we didn't want to do one of these charity records. It was like, hey, we're great, we're going to do it for charity. We just said, look, if we're going to do a crap comedy record, we'll do a crap comedy, we'll be honest about yeah, it. Yeah. And, so, you, and you have, you've never liked Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> but I have loved crap comedy. And, and so, you know, but, but we didn't want that thing. It's not like a Shelter video. So, the, you know, the director had to keep doing all these close-ups to try and avoid his sweatshirt. It was very... It was... And then it just looked like Helter. And everyone thought it was Helter Skelter. And yeah. then obviously you get all the kind of knock on things from that oh, oh it was that was a disaster yeah why did you bring that up yeah. <laughs> oh we went on the Philip Schofield radio show I know promote. I said it was a disaster yeah. <laughs> and Donovan came with us and, and so you know we just said look Donovan we'll, the idea the way that we'll make this work is we'll just say we kidnapped you and forced you into doing this and, and you couldn't you know you couldn't and so uh, Philip Schofield says so Donovan I hear you, they, they kidnapped you and you were forced into doing this record and he said no I'm doing it for the poor children who <laughs> And who don't have televisions and can't enjoy Trevor and Simon. And it was like, oh, thank you. You know, thank and you. there are kids out there who did have television and can't enjoy Trevor and Simon. That's true. There were many. There were many. But they love dry cleaners. <laughs> oh, man, it's, uh, it's, it's very well worth watching again on YouTube. It's really, it's so inventive and so funny, all that stuff. And you've, you've been working, it's, what's lovely is, and you know, this is, I'm meeting too many double acts who are still friends after 30 or 40 years, but you're clearly still, <laughs> you're still very good friends. I mean, you've been friends all the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We live 80 miles apart, it helps. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, you can't, I don't think you can do it if you're not mates, can you? Well, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Not successfully, <laughs> not for very long. <laughs> Cannon and Ball, where, I mean, go, going back to the thing we were saying earlier about how we were fascinated by double acts who didn't get along, I loved it that for a period of time Cannon and Ball toured together and refused to stay in the same hotel, so yeah. they'd only ever meet on stage. Yeah. And that's... Well, but that's a lot, there's a lot of double acts that are like, I think Little and Large have probably fallen out now, haven't they? And, uh, right. No. But like a lot of, are they still, are they friends, are they? Well, I don't know, but you're just saying probably have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sticking up for the fact that they maybe I haven't. I think they did, I think they've fallen out. But like, I think Abbott and Costello, like lots oh, of Oh God, yeah. They've you know, died, they're dead now. Are they dead? Yeah, yeah they're, they're fine. <laughs> they, well, they, they can come back as ghosts if you watch their films. They were the, they were the original yeah. ones who did the 70-30 split, you know, they, they, right. they didn't get, so yeah. So, I have, to, I have to imagine in my head one of them going, Abbott, to remember which is which. <laughs> yeah. So Abbott is the tall one. <laughs> okay. He was the guy who got the raw deal. Yeah. So uh, He wasn't Costello as funny as the other one, though, was he? Yeah. Yeah. You're both equally funny, that is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because you're literally doing exactly the same. <laughs> Look. 
but we did exactly the same thing and have done exactly for 25 to 30 years. <laughs> It's so it's such, it's so funny, and you've been writing lots of scripts together. And you write for kids TV still. You wrote, uh, or yeah. you not? Yeah, <laughs> we, we, yeah. We, yes and no. I mean, I'm doing less writing. Trev's doing more writing. I also work. I I I have a job job, so yeah. I kind of am working. I work at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. Oh, do you? That's yep. where my children were born. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, one good. One, not the kids. The both kids are okay. <laughs> one one birth experience very good. One birth experience pretty bad. Oh, are you anything to do with the uh, birth children? <laughs> He's not on bed. No, but no, I mean, not. I kind of. So was your most recent child born there? Yeah. So you were most probably aware. Was that the good birth or the bad birth? That was the. Well, it was the more. It was. Um, very hectic in the okay. in the department on that night. Time. Okay, were you aware? This is the wrong question to ask. When you're talking about a hectic birth of a child, <laughs> yeah. were you aware in the in the hospital of Medi Cinema? Of what? Of Medi Cinema. Of there being a cinema in the hospital? I, I wasn't. Is that what you do? That's what I do. Okay. So yeah, I work for a charity that runs a cinema in a hospital. Oh, lovely. That's yeah. good. And for the paediatric wards, we have kind of, you know, we, like we're showing Coco at the moment yeah. and Early Man and whatever. So, yeah. oh, well, I can't blame it's you a, for the birth of my son. And that's quite a good charity, <laughs> unlike Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a rubbish nice to help the kids. <laughs> you know they film sliding doors in the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital? Hmm? You know the lifts and the, that's the oh, lift scene? Oh, that shit. In, sliding we, had, we had a screener <laughs> today. So I've come from work yeah, today. We have, on, on Monday afternoons, we have a silver screening. Yeah. And... We had 50% lifts working. They're yeah. always really They're always broken. Doing, yeah, yeah. But we they, had a screening today. It was really hard work. I'm sorry. I, it, but I have to go around all the wards, seeing who, which patients can come to the screening. And today, it was aimed, it's called a silver screening. It's aimed at patients with dementia, and it's aimed at the older patients. I'm going around wards where patients in the 80s or 90s and saying, do you want to come and see Journey's End? <laughs> <laughs> It was hard work today. It was a hard sell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have to uh, leave it. At that. I don't think that's a good point to go. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We've reached the journey's end. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Trevor Simon. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Rechange That's Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rechange, and my guests, Trev and Simon. Uh, the music is by Pess. The people I like to thank each week are everyone at Go Faster Stripe, everyone at the Square Theatre, everyone at uh, the British Comedy Guide. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker, and this is a Fuzz Go Faster Stripe and Sky Potato production for the internet. Check out my tour, richardherring.com slash gigs. You know you want to come. Why not come and see uh, this film, the Square Theatre Podcast, podcast as well. Come on. Get with the program, dudes. 